There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket. And holy shit, the Detroit Lions are 60 minutes away from going to the Super Bowl, potentially, if they could take down the Niners one week from yesterday here on that Ford field. And this place was bumping. And before we even get into the game, I must say, I was starting to wonder if Lions fans were able to duplicate what we saw last Sunday. I mean, let's be honest. Stafford was back in town. It was negative 50 outside. It was 8 o'clock. It was Sunday night football. This place was bumping from the get-go. So I got to Ford Field a couple hours early, and I did think to myself, shit, this atmosphere is nothing like I saw last week. I was walking around the concourse. It wasn't pandemonium. It wasn't claustrophobic at all. But you know, a funny thing happened. The closer we got to game time, probably an hour away, hour 15 minutes away, the place packed up. The Jared Goff chant started. And this place was just unbelievably loud. Once again, Lions fans are the freaking best. Just standing up in the press box. And if you look right there, that's where I was. Away up there in the press box, all the way up on the seventh floor. Just if you close your eyes and listen to the noise, it's pandemonium. It's so cool. Like, once again, this fan base did not let their team down. And listen, I don't think Baker Mayfield was affected by it like Matthew Stafford and the Rams were. You didn't see the Bucks using timeouts. However... It didn't matter because this place was so loud and you cannot convince me that it does not play a role. So kudos to the fans once again. Just unreal. Like my brother came to the game. Maybe I can get him over. You know, that Bronco fan. And he showed me his Apple Watch and it gave him a warning because it was too loud. Now, my Apple Watch doesn't do that apparently, but his is sophisticated and fancy, so it does. The bottom line is this place was rocking again. And it's such a shame that the Packers blew their game against the Niners because we could have had the NFC title game here a week from yesterday. But instead, it's still fine. They got to go to San Francisco and take on a Niner team that seems pretty beatable, don't they? We'll get into that as the week goes on. I must be honest with you, before we get into the game, I actually planned a quick little golf trip like months ago. I didn't think the Lions were going to be in the NFC title game. So I'll be doing a couple podcasts from Florida. It's going to be gorgeous. Going to hit the links, do the podcast. It's going to be fantastic. So watch out for that. Anyway, let's get into it, Shelby, because the Lions take out the Bucks 31 to 23. And this was a game that started slow. Took a while for the Lions to get their offense going. The funny thing about it from the very get-go, the first drive, Lions go three and out on their first drive. They had to punt. Then the Bucks took over, and Baker Mayfield methodically moving down the field. And what happened? On third and 17, Baker Mayfield goes deep for Mike Evans, goes off the hands of Mike Evans to who? C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And it just so happened that C.J. G.J. talked a little shit about Baker. Now, he didn't 
do it realizing they were going to play the Bucks, but he sure didn't back away from it. We told you about it last week on the podcast. Remember, he said if the Bucks had a good quarterback, their offense would be pretty sweet. And then, of course, Baker Mayfield said, well, he doesn't watch any film because he named a guy that hasn't played for us all season long. And then C.J. Garner-Johnson responded with a tweet of Tom Brady breaking his tablet saying, hey, ask the last guy that quarterbacked in Tampa Bay how much film I watch because that was a pick of Tom Brady. Then he deleted the tweet. And then on the Bucks' first drive, this place so raucous, so amazing. What happens? Ball off Mike Evans to C.J. Garner-Johnson. And the best part about it is C.J. tries to run like right over there at the 50-yard line, if you can see it. And then after the play is dead, he takes the ball and tosses it to Baker. And Baker looks so fucking disgusted. Now, I looked for C.J. Gardner-Johnson postgame. I couldn't find him. He got out of there before the media got in there. But my God, it was pretty sweet. So if you were wondering going into the game, is this shit talking going to affect the Lions? Is it going to be bad karma? The answer is no and no. Lions got a field goal to go up 3 nothing. The Bucks got a field goal to tie things. And then the Lions, they went on a beautiful, soul-sucking, 14-play, 75-yard drive, 646 it took. And it was 10-3. to And I think a lot of people in this building said, okay, here we go. We can exhale a little bit. Lions got a touchdown lead. But I'll credit Baker Mayfield after a punt, and that a missed field goal right over there. They got the big doink, and their field goal kicker is pretty good. At the very end of the first half, Baker Mayfield sent his offense on a seven-play, 92-yard drive. It took one minute and 13 seconds, and there were some big-time plays in that drive. Baker Mayfield found Mike Evans for 27 yards. Baker Mayfield found Mike Evans again for 29 yards. It was a diving, gorgeous play all the way down to the Detroit two-yard line. And then Baker Mayfield hooked up with Otten for a touchdown, the tight end. So you're looking at a 10-10 game at the half. Like, the Lions did a hell of a job against the Bucks' offense of keeping them off the scoreboard. They allowed the one field goal, and then it was punt, missed field goal, and then a touchdown. And, of course, I think all of Ford Field kind of freaked out a little bit. 10-10 at the half. Nobody knew who was going to win. I think everybody had that nervous energy going. I know before the game, many people called the radio station I was on and said, listen, It's going to be a blowout. The Lions are going to smoke them. Like, nobody seemed to learn anything from what we witnessed on Saturday night when the Green Bay Packers almost took down the one-seed Niners, right? So 10-10 game, everybody nervous. Second half begins. Bucks get the ball, punt. And on that drive, Aiden Hutchinson, on third and four, at the Detroit 38 like, Bucks were driving 10-10 games, set the tone for the second half. They could have scored, at least settled for a field goal, go up 13-10. Third and four, Aiden Hutchinson burst through the line, sacks Baker for a nine-yard loss, and the Bucks had to punt the football. They had to punt the football away, and that, to me, was the game changer in the second half. And by the way, how about Aiden Hutchinson? 
Now, eight sacks in his last five games. That dude is playing the best football of his career when it matters the most. All the talk about Aiden doesn't sack anybody. Oh, the pressures, the pressures. But where are the sacks? Eight in the last five games for Hutch. And it's not like he has a ton of help on the other side. We thought maybe we would see James Houston. He was inactive for this game. But Aiden Hutchinson, that was a massive, massive play. After that, Lions get the football back, three and out, punt, 10-10 game. Bucks get the football back, three and out, 10-10 game. And then the Lions offense got fired. Then it began, and you could sense it. You could sense that the Lions eventually were going to take over this football game. Kind of had that Michigan-Washington vibe to it. It really did. Remember that game in the second half? Washington punting the football away, Michigan punting the football away. Nobody could get a stranglehold on that football game, and then Michigan finally did. This felt the exact same way. 10-10 the whole way, and what happens? The Lions get moving. A 10-play, 64-yard drive that took 423, and how did it end? Pretty fucking awesome. Lions got the ball down to the Tampa Bay five. Demo runs right tackle for four yards. Second and one, Jared Goff incomplete to Josh Reynolds. Third and one, the old, hey, 70, Dan Skipper is reporting eligible. This place goes fucking insane, right? Skipper reporting eligible. Jared Goff incomplete to Sam Laporta, who, by the way, was magnificent yesterday. So you're looking at fourth and one. And for a second straight week, people, fourth and one at the same end zone down there, you needed to score a touchdown to Help win the football game. If you don't, you turn over the ball. It's a huge momentum swing. On fourth and one, Craig Reynolds, they call him Netflix because when he found out he was going to be a lion, he was sitting around watching Netflix. He ran right up the middle. Tampa couldn't stop him. No goal line stand for the Bucs. Netflix scores, and the Lions take the 17-10 lead. And by the way, Ironic enough that Craig Reynolds was the person that laid that amazing block in Tampa Bay. Do you remember that? On the JMO touchdown? So that was a huge moment for Craig Reynolds. And the Lions led 17-10. And I think a lot of people are like, okay, all right, all right, there it is. That's the kill shot. Baker Mayfield ain't coming back from that, but he did. Seven plays, 75 yards in 338 ending in a Baker Mayfield short pass to White for 12 yards, a touchdown. And it's ironic because on the play before, Baker was pressured, incomplete, and it looked like he was sacked. His shin and his knee was on the turf. Second and 10 could have very easily been third and like 20, but instead it was third and 10. He finds White for 12 yards, and we're tied at 17 again. And then the pressure, and then the stress. I mean, it wasn't going to be easy, right? Why would it be easy? But what did the Lions do? They come back and they score another touchdown. Five plays, 75 yards, this one in only 157. Jameer Gibbs for one of the prettiest runs you'll ever see in between a tackle Cuts up for 31 yards, turns the speed on. There wasn't one person in this building that wasn't saying, oh, that was a bad draft pick. Remember, he was a first-round running back that Brad Holmes decided to take. Jameer Gibbs, 31 yards, 24-17. Then what happened? 
three and out for the Bucks. Game over. It's over. Why? Because the Lions scored again to make it 31-17. Jared Goff to Amon Ross St. Brown for nine yards. Badgley extra point good. Lions up huge. 31-17. Game over. You're going to the NFC title game, baby. The Lions, after not being able to do anything in the second half, went touchdown, long-ass drive, touchdown, soul-sucking drive, touchdown to put up 31. And we talk about this all the time. When the Lions play indoors, when they play here at Ford Field, they average right around 30 points. Scored 24 against the Rams last week. They scored 31 yesterday. Game over, right? Or not. Because the Bucs won't go away. And by the way, credit to Baker Mayfield. Credit to that Bucks offense. Credit to that Bucks defense, too. Down 31-17. Baker Mayfield takes his team on a nine-place, 75-yard drive, 145. Got the ball with 622 in the game. Scored a touchdown with 437. Now, they went for two. So, it, it could have been 31-24. to 24. But instead, Todd Bowles, and I do believe it was the right math. He said, listen, I'll have two chances at a two-point conversion. If we can score, they did. Get the ball back. I should go for two. If I miss it on the first chance, I'll have a chance on the second try because we're only going to be down by eight. So I thought it was the correct math. A lot of people on social media were freaking out. What is Todd Bowles doing? What a moron. No, it was actually the right math. It's pretty much what the Lions did in Dallas. Like, the, the, the Bucks are thinking to themselves, we don't want to go to overtime. If we do come back in this game down two scores late, we're not going to overtime. So if we can get the first two-point conversion, all we got to do is kick the extra point the second time around, and we'll win the football game. But they missed the two-point conversion. So it's 31-23. to 23. And then the Lions, unlike last week, unable to put this thing away. They got the ball with 437 remaining. A lot of people are like, why didn't the Bucs try the onside? They had two timeouts, also the two-minute warning. The Lions unable to make anything happen, and they had to call upon Jack Fox to punt the football away. So 31-23, to still the Bucs have a chance to tie the football game and maybe play for overtime. Had the ball with 159 left. They had one timeout. The first pass was Baker Mayfield to Mike Evans for five yards. And then on second and five, no huddle, shotgun. Baker right down there for the pass. And what happened? Derek Barnes picked it off. Remember Derek Barnes? He had a chance to sack Dak Prescott in Dallas and didn't. Next thing you know, C.D. Lamb's got the ball. They're turning off the lights there, but C.D. Lamb's got the ball for a touchdown. Remember that? Well, I think Derek Barnes made up for that play. Huge, massive play for Derek Barnes. And such a good dude. He talked post-game, talked about how his son was at the game. He's only two weeks old. He's going to give the game ball, the ball that he picked off from Baker to his son. I mean, so cool. And the Lions win the football game, 31-23. to It's over. And by the way, I did imagine up there how it was going to look. Tomorrow I'll splice in some video for you. But I imagine, I mean, everybody got a terrible towel that says grit on it. 
I imagine what the atmosphere was going to be like. I imagine what fans were going to do. I imagine how many sobbing individuals there would be here at Ford Field. And it was one of the things that kind of lived up to the hype. It was awesome. Just looking around, people hugging people, everybody in such a good mood. I'm sure people remembering people that are no longer with us. The entire place, we had confetti falling down. There were fireworks going off. And the Lions win at 31-23. What a freaking game. And for all the people that thought this wasn't going to be close, I don't want to say I told you so, but I did kind of tell you so. And now Detroit goes on the road. First time all playoff long. They haven't trailed all postseason. And they're going to take on the one seed, San Francisco 49ers. And I'm telling you right now, as we get you up, to game time, they got a chance to win this thing. And for the first time in our life, people, for the first time in our life, we can say the words Super Bowl and Lions in the same sentence without getting made fun of. How many times were you afraid to use Super Bowl and Lions in the same sentence? Because you knew there was some jackass that would just be like, ha ha, never going to happen. You are 60 minutes away from a Fucking Super Bowl. 60 minutes. Is it going to be tough? Of course it will be. They're already a seven-point dog. But we do wonder about Debo Samuel from San Francisco. Is he going to be healthy? Left that game with a bum shoulder. Brock Purdy did not look all impressive until he did. I don't think we'll ever forgive the Packers for blowing that game. But at the same time, it was kind of fun to watch them lose such a miserable game and to be miserable themselves. Look, you can see my brother right there. He came to the game, covered it for a different radio station. He's on the phone. Very rude in my camera shop. If you happen to be watching this on YouTube. Anyway, so you get the Niners next week. It's a 630 game. It's in San Francisco, Santa Clara to be exact. And the Lions are going to have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Do I think they're going to win? Probably not. Do I think they can win? Absolutely. And by the way, I do reserve the right to change my opinion. I think we all do. So how you feeling, Detroit? How you feeling, Daily Ticket viewers and listeners? What a moment. What a fucking moment in downtown Detroit. Also, I got to give this to you, by the way. If I can. Because Baker Mayfield did exactly what I think we thought he was going to do. Threw for 349, but turned over the ball twice. Two picks, one by CJGJ, threw it right back at Baker, and one, of course, by Derek Barnes. Great job by the Lions to once again bend, but not break. Rashard White ran for 55 yards. Chase Edmonds, another 19. So the Lions gave up 89 on the ground. We'll live with that. And then Mike Evans went off for 147. So the theme does continue. Whether it's Justin Jefferson or Addison or CeeDee Lamb or Puka Nakua. And now the latest is Mike Evans. Eight catches, 147 yards. You know this Lions D is going to give up yards. That's what they are. But you got to keep teams out of the end zone. And today, they did a nice job. They gave up 23 points. And here's the thing, guys. If you give up 23 to the Niners, you're going to win that football game. I know people are down on this Lions secondary. But how much better have they been since November? The answer is really good. December and January, they're giving up like 21 points a game. 
you with your offense, you're going to be able to win. You're going to be able to win a lot of those games. Here's the other thing too. Once again, Jared Goff, sensational. Like Jared Goff is not only getting a contract extension, pay the man whatever he wants. Jared Goff, 30 of 43, 287, two touchdowns, rating of 103.5. We knew the Bucs were going to blitz. They didn't get home all that often. Jared, if I'm correct about this, was sacked just two times, one in the first half and one in the second half. There was a couple of hurries as well. He also ran for seven yards during one of the drives too, which was really fun to watch. Wheels Goff, they call him. But Jared Goff, once again, the savior for this team. Just outstanding. Talk about a reclamation project. Baker Mayfield on one side, who was really good. But Jared Goff on the other. And now all of a sudden, by the way, Jared Goff, the best quarterback in the NFC. He's better than Brock Purdy. He is. At least I believe he is. Jameer Gibbs, 74 yards rushing. Demo. 33 yards rushing. Amar Ross St. Brown, 77 yards receiving. And then there's Sam Laporta, 65 yards on nine catches. Some big-time first downs. Laporta just two weeks ago hurt his knee. Nobody thought he'd ever play again this season. And what's he done? Caught a touchdown last week. And then, of course, yesterday, he was really integral in keeping drives alive. Jameer Gibbs, 40 yards through the air. Jamo, two receptions. Four targets, 35 yards. And Brock Wright, the backup tight end, had a really big gainer. One catch, 29 yards. And then, unfortunately, he had to leave the game because he got a little dinged up. How good are the Lions' young guys? Jameer Gibbs. Brad Holmes took all kinds of crap when he drafted him. Man, has he been good. Sam Laporta. Like, there's all kinds of rumblings that Travis Kelsey's going to retire after this year. Sam Laporta might be the best tight end in football. He blocks and he catches. And that's all you can ask for. Hell of a win. And it's happening, guys. It's happening. All the stuff that we never thought we were going to see in our lifetime, it's happening. It's happening. This team's on their way to the NFC title game. No other Lions team, at least in my lifetime, if we're not talking about the 50s. In the modern era, let's say, no other Lions team has won two playoff games, and they were both home games. And now you get a chance to go on and take out the Niners. A doable feat. This does have that team of destiny feeling to it, doesn't it? It really does. It does feel like 06 when the Tigers out of nowhere got hot and made it all the way to the World Series and had to sit around for eight days and unfortunately lost in the World Series. Guys, massive. Massive. And this place just does not let you down. It would have been so cool to have one more game, the NFC title game here at Ford Field. But that's okay. Because it might actually be cheaper to travel to San Francisco and go to the game in Santa Clara. Because those tickets are cheaper than the tickets would have been here at Ford Field. So that's going to do it. Lions win it 31-23. I'm going to hop on a plane. I'm going to go play a little golf in Florida. It was already a scheduled trip. But I'm still going to do the podcast. I have to. I need to. Why wouldn't I? It's fun shit to talk about. And if you think I'm a little fired up, I mean, you are. You're correct. I am. But aren't you too? Comment section below. What do you think? Will they beat the Niners? What were your emotions for the game? Anything I missed, please fill me in. Remind me.
It's going to do it. We'll catch you tomorrow. The Lions are 60 minutes away from a Super Bowl. Holy hell. Bye.